0: In fact, indigenous health care practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal.
1: Greetings listeners, I am Dr. Dan Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, and you are now listening to The Royal Treatment. We're here every week to bring you the latest and greatest on health optimization. That's the purpose of our show, is to empower you, my listeners, with information you can use to make better informed healthcare decisions. And we're going to talk about a little later in the program just how important that is. We have lots to talk about today. In fact, we have a couple of studies I'll be bringing to your attention that you should know about that, in fact, impact your journey to optimum health and wellness. We're going to talk about a homeopathic case of dandruff and hair loss, of all things. And finally, we'll be having a discussion about a supplement you might know about, some of you may be taking, called natokinase. It's something that we use in our practice with our patients, particularly those who are in need of a circulatory Enzyme, We'll be talking about what that means a little later in the program. But first, we would like to thank our sponsors, the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. That's where I practice here in Las Vegas, THB Clinic. We can be reached here at 702-562-1454, 702-562-1454. That's where you can reach me, Dr. World, Turtle Healing Band Clinic, and the other providers that work with us here. They're all tribal providers because we work under the jurisdiction of the Indian nation. We'd like to thank the Co-Tribe of Indians for sponsoring the Turtle Healing Man Clinic as well as the First Nation Medical Board. First Nation Medical Board licenses practitioners, I should say tribal, providers who deliver traditional medicine to their patients. That's how our federal government describes it. They gave the Indian nations the right to regulate their practice of traditional medicine which we sometimes refer to as indigenous medicine. And guess what? There's not one state in the country of America that regulates this practice. Our states all regulate the practice of conventional medicine. Drugs, essentially, for the prescription that addresses sick care. Because we have a sick care system. That relies on disease management. I just had a patient in my office today wanting to know if their insurance would pay for some health optimization treatments that we offer. So, for example, this particular patient needs a DNA biofeedback treatment. He's been everywhere and tried everything. No one can figure out what's wrong. He has some very strange symptoms, which actually can be appropriate, particularly appropriate, I should say, for a homeopathic consultation. And he got that today as well. He has some very strange symptoms. When he swallows, he fears pulling between his ears like a rubber band. A lot of this started after he had his wisdom teeth extracted. He also has pains in his gut that cause him to double over when he is exerting himself. He's a relatively young man, had to quit sports because of it. And he also complains of a pain in his left groin. And guess what? He's had CAT scans. He's had MRIs. He's had blood tests. And the doctors have found nothing. They thought he even had TMJ. The orthodontist and the dentist found nothing. So we've recommended that he have some blood tests done today so that we can evaluate things that were not looked at over the past couple of years while he's been experiencing all of these problems. We recommend he consider doing DNA biofeedback that analyzes the abnormal frequencies that are found in your DNA. And then there is a treatment component to help neutralize those abnormal frequencies that shouldn't be there. We also recommend that he undergo a combination of treatment with our pulsing electromagnetic field and plasma field. We have found this particularly helpful for many conditions that include the lowering of cancer antibodies, the treatment of viral infections, and pain. In fact, his mother came in and has a pain on her foot for which she's received prolotherapy. as a type of tendinitis, but guess what? It didn't help However, we have found that patients who use the plasma field by putting the electrode on that particular area of pain can often have it relieved after one treatment. Well, we'd also like to thank the First Nation Medical Board, who helps to provide the licensure for trial practitioners here and throughout this country so that we can help you, my listeners, achieve optimal health and wellness. Well, one of the things we like to do every week is review obituaries. We're going to review obituaries of people who die too young from a disease they shouldn't have had locally, as well as internationally let's get started with the local people i'm talking about here in las vegas and reno where i live in the state of nevada we have a 29 year old woman who passed away just this last week from ovarian cancer all of these passed away actually within the last week or so 49 year old man who passed away following an eight month battle with brain cancer a 53 year old man a journeyman passed away 58 year old man who installed business telephone systems passed away a 60-year-old woman passed away after she lost her battle with cancer. A 63-year-old man who worked as a hotel room service employee passed away. A 65-year-old woman who worked at the university passed away due to complications from multiple myeloma. That's a type of cancer of the bone marrow. A 67-year-old man who owned and operated a tire warehouse passed away. A 70-year-old woman who worked for Nevada Department of Transportation passed away following the illness that lasted for 10 months. A 73-year-old man, a teacher, passed away after a hard-fought battle with angiosarcoma. That's a type of tumor that forms in the blood vessels. 74-year-old woman who worked in the gaming industry died from Alzheimer's disease. Remember, the dementia disease is our number one cause of death now in the United Kingdom. 76-year-old man and attorney passed away from natural causes while at home, usually sudden death syndrome. And finally, a 78-year-old woman who helped manage her family businesses died after a short battle with cancer now let's keep in mind that life expectancy in the united states was decreasing for four years until last year we set a record for our country currently the average life expectancy is 78.7 years of age i'm dr dan royer listen to the royal treatment we're going to take a short break but we'll be back so my friends please stay with us
2: Low dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20 percent of full dose chemo, and it's known as IPT or insulin potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454.
3: So here's the choice. Some people say the USA is finished. It's evil. A has-been. Full of hate and injustice. The U.S. Constitution should be trashed and the Bill of Rights abolished. No free speech. No gun ownership. Competition and free markets are bad. We're all too stupid. For our own good, the government must own everything and know all your secrets.
4: Other people say that America has created the freest, richest, happiest, most generous society that has ever existed in the world. That's why millions of people are desperate to come here and escape their brutal lives in Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, and 100 other countries. In
3: America, we have the right to succeed, the right to our own living, the right to have a family, the right to believe in God, the right to have our own ideas, the right to be safe and secure, and the
0: right to be left alone. Where do you stand? Help us save the Constitution and restore the American dream. Go to SaveMyFreedom.com.
4: Brought to you by the American Media Council.
0: Rich is just a really,
3: really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic and free-range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. makes good people look bad visit stoptextstoprex.org a public service announcement brought to you by the national highway traffic safety administration and
2: the ad council this is america matters media on am 1180 kckq a lotus broadcast station the power of radio since 1967 unable to listen to the whole show a recording of today's program will be available later today Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show.
1: We are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment, and thank you for sticking with us. Before the break, we were reviewing obituaries. People who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had just this last week. Now, remember, the average life expectancy in the United States is 78.7 years of age. That's as of 2000. 18. I don't think we have the statistics yet from 2019, but the four years prior to that, our average life expectancy was decreasing. As I said, that set a new record in the United States. So although the average life expectancy is 78.7 years of age, the women actually lived to be about 81 and the men lived to be about 76 years of age. Now, we're going to be reviewing some obituaries of people who died internationally this past week, too young, from diseases they shouldn't have had. You're going to hear that some of them died from the coronavirus. That is something new. We should probably talk about that just for a moment. Recent studies said that people who are most at risk for this coronavirus, I'm talking about people who are more at risk for a severe infection, are patients who have a comorbid condition. That means that they have some type of disease for which they are taking medication. The one that was mentioned was high blood pressure. That's fairly common. Many people have high blood pressure. They wouldn't know you're at risk if you're not taking medications. What that means is that if you're doing something that is lowering your immune resistance, then you're going to be more susceptible. Let's talk about why that is. Well, the coronavirus is a combination of two different viruses, actually. Most everybody knows by now this was a bioweapon created in a level 4 biofacility in Wuhan, China. Combination of coronavirus and SARS HIV virus. Now, why is that so interesting? Well, when the doctor healthcare workers in China got infected with the coronavirus, what is the first thing that they did. Do you know? They did not drink more fluids. They did not confine themselves to bed rest. They didn't run to the hospital. What did they do? They took HIV medications. They know a little more than they are telling. The government is telling us not to panic, but they are panicking by calling out the army, by enforcing martial law, by quarantining its citizens. It appears, and this is just my theory, that Someone has figured out a way to transfer not just a virus, but HIV to patients who can receive it from oral fecal contamination, not a blood transfusion or sex. And how do you beat HIV and avoid it progressing to AIDS or acquired immunodeficiency syndrome? Well, you have to stay healthy. And that's the purpose of our program, is to empower you with things that you can do to invest in your health and well-being every single day, including detoxification, because if you're relying on sick care and taking prescription drugs to manage your diseases, you are increasing your risk for susceptibility and severity when the time comes that you are exposed to this coronavirus. Well, let's get started. These are the international Deaths from celebrity notables that occurred just this last week. We have Stanislav Bogodanovich, Ukrainian chess player, died at twenty seven years of age from inhaling nitrous oxide with his girlfriend. Both are found dead in his apartment. They were inhaling nitrous oxide, which is also known as laughing gas, in balloons. This is something that the dentists have traditionally used over the years for oral surgery. Apparently they had a little too much fun. Troy Collins, New Zealand travel executive, died at thirty-three. Years of age from a heart attack. He was 33. Nicholas Portal, French racing cyclist and sporty director of Team Sky, died at 40 years of age from a heart attack. Remember, you can have Sundance syndrome and a heart attack without warning. That's what it means when these people die unexpectedly because your autonomic nervous system is out of balance. This can be checked with a very simple heart rate variability test that simply requires you lie down and stand up for a couple of minutes. It can be done in office of your physician. We can do it in our office. It's not difficult, but your cardiologist, oddly enough, doesn't do it. What it shows is if you have an excess of sympathetic tone in your nervous system and a deficiency of parasympathetic tone, you are at risk for sudden death syndrome that can only be evaluated by the heart rate variability test. Let's go on. Hesham Ashmawi, Egyptian convicted terrorist at 41 years of age from execution by hanging. Crime doesn't pay. Matthew Watkins, Welsh rugby union player for the national team, died at 41 years of age from pelvic cancer. That's a new one. We don't hear that one very often. Salimondori, Kenyan politician, died at 42 years of age from cancer. David Rainford, British quiz contestant, died at 49 years of age from an unconfirmed illness. He was 49. Fatima Rabar, Iranian politician, died at 56 years of age from the coronavirus. Laura Smith, Canadian folk singer-songwriter, died from cancer. John Sneebickler, Australian rules football league player, died at 61 years of age after his three-year battle with cancer. Remember, in many of the industrialized countries around the world, cancer is now the number one cause of death here in the United States. It's about 50-50 between cancer and heart disease. David Paul, American actor, producer, television personality and bodybuilder died at 62 years of age in his sleep that is a sudden death syndrome case jean-luc siegel a french dramatist and screenwriter died at 64 years of age from a cardiac arrest david rogers american professional racing driver died at 64 years of age from complications due to lymphoma lymphoma cancer Bozidar Alik, Croatian actor that is 65 years of age after a serious illness, which is usually code for cancer. David Wise, American television writer that is 65 years of age from lung cancer. Now, it doesn't have to come from smoking. Remember, there are other ways to get cancer. One of them is by exposure to radon in the basement. And radon is an outgassing from uranium in the soil, a radioactive element. Greg Kuntz, Singaporean-born Swiss restaurateur, died at 65 years of age. Vijayan Pillai, the Indian politician, died of an age-related illness. Charlie Batty, American blues guitarist, died at 66 years of age. Richard Gamez, American jockey, died at 66 years of age after a fall from his horse. That one is actually a little ironic. Valiero. Moro, Italian politician, mayor of Bregnano Garadiata, died at 66 years of age from the coronavirus. Mohamed Reza Rahmani, an Iranian physician and politician, also died from the coronavirus at 67 years of age. Bobby Batista, American journalist for CNN, died at 67 years of age from cervical cancer. Tabia Blumenschein, American actress, musician, painter, and avant-garde artist in Berlin, died at 67 years of age. Hossein Sheikholislam, Iranian politician, died at 67 years of age from the coronavirus. Rip Oliver, American professional wrestler, died at 67 years of age from heart failure. Tim Skelly, American video game designer and programmer, died at 69 years of age after being in for health. Kachko, ashi Ashidijan, American politician, member of California State Assembly, died at 68 years of age from health complications. Amalullah, Pakistani actor and comedian, died at 70 years of age from lung and kidney failure. Wendell Gohler, American journalist, died at 71 years of age from kidney failure. Saleh Ibrahim, Malaysian soccer player for the national team, died at 60. I'm sorry, 72 years of age from liver disease. Jeanette Fitzsimmons, New Zealand politician and co-leader of the Green Party, died at 75 years of age from a stroke. Sometimes they're minor, sometimes they are serious. Remember, the number one best prevention of a stroke is exercise. Adamao Nijoya, Cameroonian author and politician, died at 77 years of age from ill health. Chalice McMillan. American college football player died at 77 years of age suddenly. Well, that's it in our obituaries. People who died too young from disease they shouldn't have had internationally. Now let's talk about some studies that I would like to bring to your attention. One of the things we check in our patients is something called lipoprotein A. Lipoprotein A is a risk factor for an inherited lipid disorder. That's blood fat. You may know it as cholesterol. And there's other types of cholesterol. Some are good, some are not so good. It was genetically determined that lipoprotein A, or LPA, variations were correlated with overall and healthy lifespan in ways that suggest it has a causal impact, researchers reported. An LPA gene sequence that would confer a 50 milligram higher LPA level was linked to a significant 8 to 9% lower likelihood of long lived life for mother and father, and a 10% lower chance that one's parent had exceptional longevity. Duration of life free from chronic disease was also 8 to 9% lower for the same degree of genetic risk. This was according to researchers in Quebec, Canada, which was reported in the JAMA Network Open, which is an online journal, the mortality risk for individuals with LPA levels in the top fifth percentiles were equivalent to being 1.5 years older in chronological age. Now we want it to be lower. Lower is better. The researchers pointed to a potential causal effect of absolute LPA levels on human longevity as defined by parental lifespan, health span, and all cause mortality. The results also provide a rationale for trials of LPA lowering therapy in individuals with high LPA levels. Only a long term clinical trial of LPA lowering level with investigative therapies will inform on the clinical benefits of change in risk. Or health trajectories of individuals with high LPA levels. The study was conducted using 8,976 participants with a long-lived father and 10,137 participants with a long-lived mother, as well as 2,932 patients with a parent in the top 1% for lifespan. What is the only thing found or known to lower LPA, lipoprotein A? It is niacin. I'm Dr. Dan Royer. Listen to The Royal Treatment. We'll be right back. Did you know that stem cells are present in all of us, just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate your organs and other body tissues? Studies show that your own stem cells are released into the bloodstream following a trauma. However, a plant-based supplement called RBC Blend has been found to increase stem cells in your blood without trauma. Order your RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. One study showed that participants who used RBC Blend increased stem cells in their blood by over 100% after only two weeks. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. Stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. For example, they can be used to improve facial appearance, skin tone, and hair growth. Stem cells can also help with muscle aches and joint pains. Increase your stem cells with RBC Blend by calling 702-444-5825. Could RBC Blend be what you need to achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out today and order RBC Blend by calling 702-444-LUCKY. That number again is 702-444-5825.
6: Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
1: This is Oliver X. Join me and the superstar Janes Carter weekday mornings from 8 to 9 on the Reno Talk Tonight Show on America Matters Media.
2: To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show
1: we are back to the show. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. Thank you for sticking with us. We're now entering the second half of our show. For the break, we were talking about a study that I brought to your attention, which involved looking at lipoprotein A. You know that lipoprotein A is a genetic marker for inherited lipid production. In other words, if someone has high lipid levels, like cholesterol, is it a genetic uh, inheritance? So we could check that from lipoprotein A. And what has been found is that if it is more than 50 milligrams higher than it should be, it is correlated with a approximately 10% less likelihood that your parents had a long-lived life. And it also correlates with a reduction in your own mortality by about 1.5 years of age. Now, before the break, we asked the question, what is the one thing that can lower lipoprotein A? There's really only one thing known to do that, and it's called niacin. What is niacin? Well, it's also known as B3, vitamin B3. Now, you could take it as niacin, but when that happens, there's a common reaction. It causes a flush. It makes you red and itchy. Some people like it. Some people don't. If you don't like it, then you can take it as niacinamide, which is another form of the vitamin B3 that theoretically is not supposed to provide that flushing effect, or you can get some form of a time-released niacinamide or vitamin B3 that can also help with that issue. I've had patients actually go to the emergency room when they experience this flushing reaction that made them red and itchy, thinking they were having some type of allergic reaction. Not so. It's just a very common side effect, or I should say direct effect, associated with niacin or vitamin B3. Well, let's take a look at another study. This is one that involves olive oil. It involves substituting olive oil for animal fats. The study found that greater olive oil consumption was tied to lower cardiovascular disease risk, but substituting plant-based oils for animal fats in general could also be helpful for most people, the study showed. Comparing those who ate the most versus the least olive oil, so these people who ate at least a half a tablespoon of olive oil per day were compared against those who ate olive oil less than once per month, the researchers found the following improvements in outcomes over 24 years of follow-up. Number one, a lower risk of cardiovascular disease, including fatal and non-fatal strokes and myocardial infarctions. Number two, a lower risk of coronary heart disease. And number three, no significant reduction in total or ischemic stroke risk. Researchers said results were consistent across all subgroups, including participants with and without Southern European ancestries. The data adjusted for major diet and lifestyle factors were notable for coming from a relatively healthy non-Mediterranean population. Reducing 5 grams of margarine butter and mayonnaise or dairy fat per day with olive oil was associated with a 5 to 7 percent lower risk of cardiovascular disease and heart disease. However, olive oil did not reduce events when eaten in lieu of other plant oils. So apparently there's some equivalency there. Therefore, consumption of other plant oils could also be a healthy alternative when compared to animal fat, especially because they tend to be more affordable in the United States compared to olive oil. However, further research is needed to confirm the effects of plant oils in health outcomes. The researchers said, of course, they always say this because they frankly need more money to do more studies. Notably, Predimed, a landmark trial that has suggested benefit to the Mediterranean diet, known for its olive oil component, was retracted in 2018. For now, researchers said the data supporting existing recommendations to replace saturated fat and animal fat with unsaturated plant oils for the prevention of cardiovascular disease is supported. The present study, including 61,181 women from the Nurses' Health Study and 31,797 men from the Health Professionals' Follow-Up Study, were individuals who were free of cancer, heart disease, stroke, at baseline in 1990, the year that olive oil consumption was first included in the food frequency questionnaires of those studies. Now, remember, this study spanned a period of 24 years. Food questionnaires were completed at baseline at every years thereafter. So they should have had approximately seven questionnaires to be reviewing over the 24-year span of the study. People who ate more olive oil tended to consume more calories in general, think about that, and to report higher intakes of nuts, fruits, and vegetables, and other plant oils. From the subset of patients who gave plasma samples for the studies, that means they did blood draws, and appeared that higher olive oil intake was associated with lower levels of circulating inflammatory biomarkers, such as interleukin-6, soluble intracellular adhesion molecule 1, and tumor necrosis factor, and a higher density lipoprotein, which is the good cholesterol, but no change in low-density lipoprotein cholesterol. Of uh, note, during the early part of follow up, many margarines contain substantial amounts of trans fatty acids, and the results may not apply to current margarines, the researchers acknowledged. Now, when you are looking at your lipid profile, you take your total cholesterol, you divide it by your high density uh, cholesterol, that's the good cholesterol to get your ratio. And if your ratio is four point five to one or greater, then you're considered to be within normal limits, although that does vary because there are subgroups of the population who have higher levels of cholesterol genetically, and they have no cardiovascular issues. Nevertheless, this is good information for those of you who are looking to lower your blood fats and your cardiovascular risk naturally. You can take olive oil or, as the study says, even equivalent plant oils as substitutes for animal fat. Well, let's take a moment now and review a homeopathic case study. Before we do that, I would like to remind you that you can always contact me, Dr. Dan Royal, here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic by calling 702 562 1454, 702 562 1454. Or if you have a question, you could email me directly at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D is in Daniel Royal, R O Y A L, at royalmedicalclinic.com. We answer your questions either on the air or off the air, but we do answer all questions. That's questions. Comments are also received, but only questions get answered. Sounds like a philosophy for life. Well, let's take a look at a homeopathic case. This is a case of dandruff and hair loss. Now, this is a conventional homeopathic case. So, uh, for example, I had a patient in my office today and I gave him a combination of homeopathic medicine for what I would hope will be beneficial for him, in addition to prescribing some natural supplements, which included some biotechnical hormones, to help with his fatigue and his stress in life. Most everybody can benefit by taking a minimum of DHEA and pregnenolone. We always give those in combination, and men and women need them in different amounts. So for example, for the men they need 50 milligrams of DHEA and 25 milligrams of pregnenolone. And the women, a little less DHEA, 25 milligrams, but a little more of the pregnenolone, 100 milligrams. They can take those every morning as a baseline and a reserve to deal with stress throughout the day. We also like to use progesterone because it helps to reduce adrenaline. So many people are stressed and that is having an adverse effect on their health. But it is so useful For so many different things, we can use progesterone obviously to regulate a woman's cycle, but we can use it to lower prostate in men. We can use it for pain. We can use it to help us sleep. We can use it in children with colic. We can use it in young adults with acne. You get my point. It is probably the best supplement in the world because it is the supplement with the greatest variety of potential uses for our patients. Well, this is a 40-year-old man who presented to a classical homeopath. He had already tried allopathic and Ayurvedic medicine without results. He was the owner of a very popular manufacturing company in his country. Here are some of the things that he said during his intake with his homeopathic physician. I usually get angry suddenly. This is because of my business and other day-to-day issues. Since 10 years, I'm having dandruff and hair falling with severe itching on my scalp. I love to eat non-vegetarian food, especially chicken. But chicken intensifies my itching, yet I cannot stop eating chicken. My major problems are dandruff and I'm overweight. He's overweight. His dandruff falls as he combs his hair. It's a dull, dirty, powder-like dandruff. He likes to go walking regularly, daily for one hour. He says he takes more risks and thereby is getting more stress, causing him to feel extremely weak and Tired. The doctor asked him about his risks in his many stages of life, and he says, well, my father died at early stages of my career. There was no one to support me. I was the person to take care of my family, and it was my responsibility. I prepared myself and took many risks, steps, and plans to bring my business and family to a safer zone. Tell me about what it means to have a safer zone. Well, it was a tough situation for me, the patient said. You might know a financial Support and stability is very important to run a business and family. I feared, but even though I wasn't feared, I took risk and now I'm okay. Patient also admitted to using hair dye, but it is natural. He says, I don't want to look like an aged person. I use dye for my mustache, particularly because it is important for my face value. I love to eat chicken, as we previously said, but I realize if I eat chicken, my complaints get worse. Well, we come back from the break. We're going to talk about the doctor's analysis of this case involving dandruff and hair loss. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. And hopefully, my friend, you'll learn at least one new thing by being with us on today's program. If so, your time will be well spent. We'll be right back after the break. Stay with us. Would you like to increase your vitality? Disease develops within your body when the metabolic vitality of your cells is altered. Well, now there is a patented device that improves cell metabolism called Cell Vital. Cell Vital has been used for years by successful athletes to prepare for competition and improve performance. This is because Cell Vital increases blood and oxygen to your cells. Call 702-444-LUCKY and order your Cell Vital today. Cell Vital can help with cell regeneration after an activity by reducing stress, as well as be used for treating bruises, sprains, and muscle aches and pains. Cell Vital has also been shown to be beneficial for digestion, PMS, and smoking cessation. Get lucky with your health and call 702-444-5825. Accessories are available to help with specific body parts, such as the eyes, ears, and teeth. Animals, too, can benefit from cell vital for bone, joint, and circulation disorders. Call 702-444-LUCKY and get a free quote for your cell vital. That number again is 702-444-5825.
4: As humans, we ask ourselves all kinds of questions.
6: dr phil here i help people solve difficult and trying personal problems every day on my tv show but there's one problem that just got me stumped childhood hunger nearly 16 million children in america struggle with it that's one in five kids who may not know where their next meal is coming from despite the fact that there's more than enough healthy nutritious food out there to feed them all now i don't know about you but that is unacceptable to me Luckily, the Feeding America network of good people is out there collecting surplus food and giving hope to hungry children and their families at local food banks all across the country. But let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org.
3: Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're feeding America.
2: This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus broadcast station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775 237 2266. Now, back to the show.
1: We're back to the show, and you're listening to The Royal Treatment with Dr. Dan Royal. And before the break, we were talking about a homeopathic case involving dandruff and hair loss. We just got through reviewing what the patient shared with the physician. Now, many homeopathic physicians use a homeopathic repertory where they analyze the symptoms. We're talking mental, emotional, psychological, as well as physical. They put it into a computer program and that helps guide them in making decisions. Ultimately, they have to make a decision, not only based on their analysis of the case, but based on their experience in treating homeopathic patients. So here's what the physician entered into the computer. They entered that the patient's condition involved his head, scalp, and skin. The sensation was dandruff. He did have some obesity and his symptoms were made worse with chicken. We call those peculiarities. Peculiarities. That can be a guiding symptom or sign in selecting a homeopathic remedy. Now, in terms of psychological symptoms, the patient was fearful and anxious, mostly about business and finance. The analyzing of the case allowed the physician to see the patient is Consistently talking about his health and financial aspects of his family where he's trying to get to a safety zone. And this is what he's working for. He is much attached to his work tasks and relationships where he believes that the financial stability can protect his family in every aspect. This gives us the mental state of the patient, something conventional doctors do not take into account. They simply take into account, is the patient anxious or depressed, and uh, which drug should we prescribe? Here, we're looking for many different homeopathic remedies that might fit the overall picture of the patient. The homeopathic remedy that was selected in this case was calcarea carbonicum, given in the 200C dose. That's a kind of a middle potency. Calcarea carbonicum is an interesting homeopathic. Everybody has a basic constitution, which would be, for example, calcarea carbonicum, calcarea fluoricum, or calcarea phosphoricum. That has to do with your physical makeup, your bone structure, uh, for example. So we basically have three body types, but then there are some personality remedies. In this case, the patient's constitutional remedy was calcarea carbonicum. As the case progressed, perhaps a different remedy would be used, but not in this case. What's interesting about this homeopathic case is the patient only received one dose. Now that's not uncommon with a classical homeopath. The patient was seen back eight months later. Still had dandruff and itching was present. Tension had reduced. He was given a placebo. Nobody gives those anymore, but a classical homeopath. He came back a two months later from his initial visit. Itching and dandruff had reduced. Hair falling had reduced. No aggravations were seen now after eating chicken. And he was able to handle business pressure and stress better than before. Keep in mind, he'd only had one dose of the remedy two months before. Well, four months after his initial visit. All his symptoms had improved. No dandruff, no hair falling out. Again, given placebo. Then approximately two years later, he was followed over this entire period of time, probably coming in on a regular basis monthly. The physician reports he had a complete absence of dandruff with good health. The patient is now much improved with his financial status and has started his own new business. And guess what? He's even lost weight, about 10 pounds. He was given what? Placebo. Again, what's interesting about this case is the patient was only given one dose of a homeopathic remedy. Most likely, it changed his autonomic nervous system balance, and then everything started to improve for the better. I may mention on the program before I did a study back in the mid 1990s with some Israeli physicists or scientists. They were both, actually. And we were evaluating the effect of homeopathic remedies on the autonomic nervous system using heart rate variability for the evaluation. The results were quite interesting. The homeopathic remedy, if properly chosen, could make an immediate change in the autonomic nervous system balance, preferably lowering sympathetic tone, and increasing parasympathetic tone. The question was, would the patient be able to maintain the immediate benefits we were seeing in the office after having given the patient homeopathic remedy? According to the case we just read, it can absolutely happen. And it all happens naturally and without side effects. Well, as promised, we want to talk about a supplement many of you may be taking or may have heard about called natokinase. Natokinase generates plasmin to overcome any insufficiency. At the same time, it has a special ability of its own to break up fibrin clots. Recently, we had a patient in our office who had been diagnosed by the Veterans Administration with a clot in his leg. This was a year ago, and they had him on a blood thinning medicine, but they never really did any follow-up to see whether or not his clot had actually reduced. When he came to our office, we got his blood. There's a test you can get called D-dimer. Guess what? It was perfectly normal. And who knows how long he really needed to be on the medicine which he was given. We took him off the medicine on his first visit and placed him on a blood thinning substitute, something that can actually dissolve a clot called natokinase. A thrombus form and platelets aggregate in a fibrin gel. A useful thrombolytic agent must cleave the fibrin clot on the thrombus. One protease known to clean fibrin is plasmin. Natokinase is a subtilisin like stronger fibrillinic activity than plasmin. The fibrillinic activity of natokinase was shown to be equivalent to 40 units of plasmin or 1600 units of urokinase. That's something that's given IV in the emergency room to dissolve or bust up a clot, as they say. The exact mechanism by which urokinase accelerates fibrinolysis has not been determined. It has been shown to hydrolyze thrombi into in vitro, that's in the laboratory, and indirectly convert plasminogen to plasmin. It cleaves and inactivates plasminogen activator, also known as PAI, the primary inhibitor of tissue plasminogen activator. This leads to increased activity of the TPA, or tissue plasminogen activator. The enzyme that converts plasminogen to plasmin improves clot lysis. Did you get all that? Well, I realize that's a little technical, but maybe it'll get easier as we go along. Stick with me. Fibrinolysis was also observed when the plasminogen activator inhibitor was removed from the fibrin clot, albeit to a much lesser extent. This suggests that natokinase can directly dissolve Clots through proteolysis. Unlike altoplase, urokinase, streptokinase, natokinase does not function as a plasminogen activator that directly converts plasminogen to plasmin. The ones I just read are the drugs that are used. Natokinase is a natural product. Several animal studies have evaluated the thrombolytic effects of natokinase. For example, there was a study that evaluated the effect of natokinase on chemically induced thrombi in rats. A thrombus that resulted in occlusion of the carotid artery was chemically induced using acetic acid. After stabilization of the thrombus, the thrombolytic effects of injected urokinase, alteplase, plasmin, and elastase and nattokinase were examined. Results showed that the restoration of blood flow was directly proportional to the amount of nattokinase injected. At an equivalent molar ratio of doses, nattokinase was four times more effective than plasmin at dissolving a thrombus. Remember. Nanokinase is a natural product that we obtain from Japan, a naturally occurring enzyme. The differences were not examined for statistical significance. A 45% restoration of blood flow was seen with the drugs comparable to nanokinase. Elastase showed no effect on restoring blood flow. The authors concluded that nanokinase has a strong fibrinolytic activity in vitro. Now, that's in helping to dissolve clots, but it can also help to prevent clots from for me, using the rat femoral artery, some Japanese investigators looked at the effects of dietary supplementation with natto on intimal thickening and the time to thrombus dissolution. Rats were assigned to receive either a standard diet of rat chow or the standard diet plus supplemental with crude natto extract. The diet with the natto kinase uh, had 50 times the concentration found in commercial products. After three weeks, intimal thickening was produced using a phonochemical thrombus model. The assigned diets were continued for three weeks after endothelial injury. Euglobin clot lysis time was used to estimate plasma fibrinolytic activity. Rats receiving nautokinase had a significantly shorter clot lysis time and a significant reduction in the cross-sectional area of the intima in the injured femoral arteries compared with the control group. supplementation did not increase bleeding or affect platelet Aggregation. In other words, it was beneficial. In a similar animal study, the Japanese investigators looked at the effects of natto extract on intimal thickening and whether natal kinase supplementation modulated clot lysis of thrombi on the damaged vessel wall. Rats received one of three diets. Both treatment groups suppressed intimal thickening compared with controls. The mural thrombi formed in the control and experimental groups were morphologically different. In the control group, the mural thrombi remained attached to the vessel walls. Most thrombi in the experimental group showed disassociation from the vessel walls. No effect on bleeding time was seen. The fibrinolytic activity of nanokinase on experimentally induced thrombi was also examined in dogs. Thrombi were evaluated by angiography at time intervals ranging from 2.5 to 24 hours after thrombosis. There were three dogs in the experimental group and six dogs in the control group. Angiograms showed dogs at the natokinase group had complete dissolution of thrombi within five hours of oral administration of the natokinase. Dogs in the control group showed no evidence of lysis 18 hours after administration of placebo. Human studies have also been done, showing natokinase to be everything good to sticky, bloody, or cloudy blood, and it's a crime that larger studies have not yet been demanded by the National Institutes of Health, which surely knows about this natural enzyme. Such large, more important studies should be forthcoming. We'll wait and see. I'm Dr. Dan Rowe. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. We've talked about a lot today, and I hope it has been informative, educational, and maybe even entertaining. We'll be back next week with another episode of The Royal Treatment. But until, my friends, may you all be well.